Welcome to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper RPG. Super excited to be here. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to everybody on Patreon watching along. Thank you so much. Thanks, Hyper thanks guys. RPG it's been going really, really well. We're Thank super excited. We Thank just you. launched yeah. or relaunched the Patreon, I should say. Yeah. Uh, and it's been great. We've hit our first goal, which is helping us get to San Diego Comic Con. And our next goal is very close as well. Most importantly, it's getting us one step closer to Doom the Musical. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Every little bit counts and gets us closer to Doom the I Musical. I want that musical. Uh, I think we all do. Uh, yeah. in, ca in case you guys don't know the update, I have the five acts planned out. Ooh. But what right. I think what, what okay. the plan is is to shoot it as if it was a movie trailer for a musical. Uh -huh. yeah. So really, the focus would be on these little moments to kind of string together. Mm -hmm. you know, it, mm -hmm. It's tough to do a trailer, a movie trailer for a musical, but you right. will hear pieces of song. We have musically inclined people that are gonna, yeah. you know, yeah. contribute to that. But but it's just to kind of give you a little bit of the taste, a little bit of the flavor. So but, the but but yeah. it could happen, and I have the five acts for the actual full length. We got musical a nice arc planned going. out. Yeah. Nice yeah. arc yep. going. So yeah, yep. yeah, it's it's. It's very exciting. It'll be, it'll be it's fun. very exciting. And on top of that, we are actually really, really close to, for everybody who's watching on Patreon, this show is live for Patreon only. But once we hit the $1,500 mark on Patreon, mm -hmm. this show will be unlocked live for everybody on YouTube, which is super, super exciting, yeah. which means that everybody will be able to watch along. Uh, and I can't wait for that to happen because I think that's, that's going to be... A nice way for us to engage with you guys further, yeah. and it just gets us one step closer to uh, doing the musical. So <laughs> why not? That's the most important thing. That's the most important right thing. Now. That's yeah. the most yeah. important so thing. We're gonna take a break from everything. Yes, we're absolutely. all gonna drop our normal jobs mm -hmm. and just you know until we get doing the, the musical. Until we get Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> to write off on this musical and be like, guys, yep. that's gold. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's that's the goal. Exactly. But again, thank you guys so much. Uh, everyone's been very very supportive of it. We've got a lot of good feedback and we're excited because any everything that we're doing, you know, it allows us to build content um for you guys and it, it's it's a it's great because it now sort of is it's extremely motivating to see so many people showing us support yeah. uh, on a weekly basis. And it's so great to see that you guys actually want to see more content. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of stuff planned. And we've got a lot of stuff that's that's going to be in the works once we start hitting a lot of these goals. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Very, very Big excited. Big event this weekend as well. Let's oh, not forget about oh, that. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be up for the next two days straight yeah. working on this bad boy. Uh -huh. Prep. Yeah. Uh, Prep but we are doing the Journey to Avengers Infinity War. It's going to be a two-hour mm -hmm. live stream. It's going to be... One of the last live streams that we'll be doing outside of Patreon, mm -hmm. um, but that's going to be starting at 11 a.m. Pacific. It's going to be us three. We've got some guests lined up, and we're basically going to be starting with the first Iron Man, going all the way to Black Panther, leading into Infinity War, yep. telling you all the important characters who survived, who's died, mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. uh, who we think's going to die, who we who think going to survive. The gems that, we've, that have been recovered th since the very first movie, yep. mm -hmm. uh, important storylines and important facts. Why is Captain Marvel in the 90s? Exactly. What we're, does that mean and do what does the future mean? Exactly. We're going to be talking about all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's going to be very extensive. And uh, Hector and I have been working on it all day. All day. Uh, and we've been working outside of it as well. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to put together for it. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be very, very ambitious. And uh, it's going to be fun. At the <laughs> end gonna of the day, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. No matter fun. what. Yeah. Uh, and then I hope Hector hangs all of those fucking magnets on his wall. Yeah. I'll take some, actually. <laughs> I, I need magnets for my fridge. Guys, we're going to have like over 80 characters. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, show up in this thing. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. More than that, probably. <laughs> Hector's like, oh, I added more characters from the show. I'm like, you keep adding characters. I'm going <laughs> to you break your fingers. Effort. <laughs> I did. Do I got have the, enough magnets for got that? I got the runaway. Do I need to order so. more magnets? Uh, you know, I think at this point we're, we're kind of okay. SOL. Okay. Uh, right. But let's, uh, without all that aside, uh, let's jump into the first topic. 
very, very excited to find out uh, what kind of comes of this. Uh, Kathy Yan has been recruited to direct Birds of Prey, one of the new upcoming movies in the DC Universe. Uh, a deal is yet to be completed, but Kathy Yan would be the first... Or sorry, she would be the third female director in the DC Universe, following Patty Jenkins, who obviously directed Wonder Woman, and Ava DuVernay, who is developing and going to direct the new Gods movie. Uh, despite her being an up-and-coming director, apparently her pitch was considered to be extremely uh, was exceptional, and Margot Robbie has definitely been pushing and determined to attach a female director to this property. Uh, a little bit of backstory on Kathy Ann, a director that I was not familiar with at all before mm -hmm. the story broke. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a former Wall Street journalist, who Rowan directed multiple shorts prior to her taking on uh, a movie called Dead Pigs, which premiered at the Sundance Film Festival this past July and won the World Cinema Dramatic Award for Ensemble Acting. This movie... Hey, Ninja. This movie is being produced <laughs> by Margot Robbie uh, under her Lucky Chap production company, uh, which is an adaptation, obviously, of the comic book traditionally known as Birds of Prey, mm -hmm. uh, which usually features characters like Batgirl, Huntress, and Oracle. So Harley I have a Quinn question will be about in that. it, obviously. Yeah, I have yeah. a question. I thought when this news broke, and maybe I didn't read it correctly, I thought it was a Harley Quinn movie. Yes. That that uh, that Kathy Yan would be directing, not mm -hmm. a Birds of Prey movie. I thought those were separate projects. So this Birds of Prey movie is apparently going to have Harley Quinn in, and Harley Quinn will be sort of one of the main characters in this movie. Okay. And okay. the reason the reason why they are doing this. Uh, is because it allows them the opportunity to introduce Batgirl into a movie prior to her solo film. I so don't similarly, like that. Similarly, <laughs> what they did with Black Panther in Captain America: Civil War. Sure, sure. Uh, Christina okay. Hudson is is going to be writing this. She was recently announced to be writing the Batgirl spinoff film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this movie will likely go into production sometime at the end of this year or the beginning of 2019. Cool. Now, a lot of people have been asking, where does that leave Suicide Squad two? Because Suicide Squad 2 was announced. Gavin O'Connor was going to write and direct that movie. Uh, like I was just saying, this Suicide Squad 2 has kind of been pushed back a little bit to make room for this film. Also, mostly because of the script that Christina Hudson turned in apparently was extremely good. Mm -hmm. And again, allows them the opportunity to introduce Batgirl mm -hmm. in a team-up movie prior to her solo movie. The script for Birds of Prey yes. was good that it's pushing Suicide Squad mm -hmm. 2 and they're figuring yeah. that stuff out. I was going to say... Suicide Squad now has become synonymous with Harley Quinn, but traditionally didn't have the character of Harley Quinn in it and yeah. kind of had a bit of a rotating roster ensemble. as well, ensemble. Oh, yeah. so, you yeah. know, it, yeah. the way that the Avengers did or a lot of a lot of different yeah. X-Men teams and stuff. So like mm -hmm. it could make sense if Suicide Squad 2 didn't feature Harley Quinn or the Joker mm -hmm. in it, but just had like the rest of the character, we, you know, we see Will Smith's Deadshot, right. Floyd Lawton, right. we see Killer Croc come back, uh, Captain Boomerang, and then some new characters. They could do that. Slipknot's son. <laughs> yeah, so that he could just be like, "Hi, I'm double knot," and just yeah, immediately die. Yeah, like, here's Slipknot's son. Oh, he just died. So he uh, just sorry, <laughs> he's dead. That would be but so dumb. They could do that. I mean, I could also understand the the probable like idea of like putting Harley Quinn in as many things as possible because look, Margot Robbie is an amazing actor, mm, absolutely, and she is so good in this role, and she mm -hmm. gives so much a shit about it mm -hmm. that like. Yeah, put her in as much stuff as and this possible. Like there, like the passion we there. want from people in these, but, um, in these positions. And this is one of three Harley Quinn projects. So you've got yeah. Birds of Prey, mm -hmm. you've got Suicide Squad two, and you've got the Harley Quinn versus Joker movie. Harley Quinn whatever versus that Joker. ends up being. Yeah. That one I want to see the least. I'm interested now in Birds of Prey if Harley Quinn, if this is moving forward and with everything mm -hmm. you just described and a female director, up and coming director, I want to see that. I yeah. just normally don't associate Birds of Prey that franchise with Harley Quinn, Absolutely. but. You know, I, if they can make it work, they can make it work. That's, at, at this you know, point, I feel like 
this is sort of like a shot in the arm that that this universe kind of needs. It could be, you know, absolutely. it's refreshing. It's it's not it's not franchises that people are <clears throat> that the fandom is like Batman and Joker level mm-hmm. status, you yeah. know, where where people are so diehard about this stuff where they can't accept any changes whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I feel like Suicide Squad is a good place to kind of. And introduce where you could kind of introduce a new ensemble until you find something that hits. Yeah. You yeah. know, until we yeah. get something that's like there. And maybe these ladies, I mean, I love that it's all female centered too. I love, maybe these yeah. ladies can bring in that shot, that, that energy yeah. that people want. Yeah. Apparently, behind the scenes, like this movie is very much driven by female talent. Obviously, yeah. the writer yeah. is a female, the director is a mm-hmm. female. Margot Robbie being the primary producer, one of the primary producers on this movie, um, with uh, Sue Kroll, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's huge. So, yeah. And I, I think. That makes sense because up to Absolutely. this point right. in this five movie franchise, the female centric, you know, storyline with the female director, that's the one that hit with audiences mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. huge way. Mm-hmm. So like, cool, let's 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 you know, redirect. Let's yeah. redirect and mm-hmm. let's see if we can find some more of that mm-hmm. audience Absolutely. enthusiasm, find mm-hmm. some more of that, like you said, Augustine, like a shot in the arm. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of key, right? Is mm-hmm. like you don't wanna have the same directors making multiple movies in this franchise, you know, because it could get kind of stale. It's like you can Absolutely. you can give you can give the same director, you know, a trilogy or maybe mm-hmm. one to two movies or whatever it is. And also you could purely just base it on their talent, right? Like the Rousseau right. brothers. Right. They came in, they were directors of T V, mm-hmm. mostly mm-hmm. comedic T V and they mm-hmm. just nailed it with Winter Soldier. A couple of movies here so and they there. They got Civil War, and now right, they're doing right, both right. Avengers yeah, movies. Yeah. So there's there's really nothing and it, you know I, I tried going out and I tried finding some work from from Kathy Ann to mm-hmm, watch prior mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. talking about this. There's nothing really out there. She's done a lot of shorts. I couldn't I couldn't really find them. Um, in this film that premiered at Sundance, it's not out yet. So, but the fact that it was given that it received you know any sort of reward or yeah, awards mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. was so well received mm-hmm. and the fact that the pitch that she had for this movie was so good. Good enough that Margot Robbie thought, yeah, this is somebody who I really right, want working right, on right. this. I love that. Yeah. I want to need people. Yeah. The same way that Eva DuVernay said, my favorite character is Big Barda. Yeah. I was like, then you should fucking do the yeah. Big Barda yeah. New Gods yeah. movie. Like, Absolutely. that's yeah. awesome. So It, it yeah. gives me hope in Hollywood because I, I don't know, like... I feel like we're kind of going through a revolutionary time. First of all, with with what the MCU is doing, setting a whole president with like almost you know, a decade of movies. Yeah. And now this is coming along and kind of, I feel like these moves feel like they're kind of redefining themselves, which is great mm-hmm. because it's kind of rewriting what you could possibly do with the superhero franchise. Yeah. Um, and also introducing these new faces. I know I know Jordan Peele and Jim Helper haven't... Uh, haven't um, <laughs> Really, they they weren't big names before that in the directing world. Right. But now Jim yeah. Helper tore it up. Like he yeah. did a great job. <laughs> did you see and a quiet place? Yeah, I saw it. It's, it's amazing. Good. It was really really good. Go it. uh, I liked it better than Ready Player One. Yeah, uh, it's easy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but still, one of them was directed by Stephen yeah. Fucking Spielberg. Exactly, That's a big yeah. Deal. and that yeah. kind of bleeds into the next topic yes, that we're going to talk about. Where do you want to introduce it? Do you want to? Yeah. So this this was a real left fielder. I was oh. not expecting this. First at all. of all. Props to that to that <laughs> segue. That was well done. It's like I've been doing this for a while. I didn't even see what you did. Like that I've was been good. doing this for a while. That was good. Uh, this was a this was a very very surprising announcement. Steven Spielberg is going to be joining the DC universe. Uh, it was announced that Amblin Entertainment and Warner Brothers are teaming up to adapt the DC comic Black Hawk. 
which is the, uh, the eponymous hero who led the Blackhawk squadron of fighter pilots back in World War II. The comic was first introduced in 1941 by Quality Comics, mm-hmm. which I believe is now defunct. And DC Comics then acquired the character and the rights to the character in 1957. Mm-hmm. Uh, the project is intended to be directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, he's obviously one of the people who's going to help develop it as well, so hopefully he gets it directed. Um, and he... I didn't know this, but apparently back in the 80s, back in like 82, he once attempted to actually create this uh, movie. Interesting. Uh, it is 1941 okay. uh, star Dan Aykroyd in the leading role. Dan yeah. Aykroyd's the man, dude. Yeah, that project never obviously came to fruition, yeah, which yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be talking about right. it. Um, but very, very interesting. Um, this was way out of left field. This yes, was, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. So to me, um, okay, just okay. to just to go off the last topic, like yeah. you're going for Jordan Peele. You're going for Jim Helper. You're going for, what's her name, Kathy Yen? Kathy Yen. Like, young, new people that have things to say. They're hungry. They have voices. They have something that they want to prove. Right. To me, grabbing... And I don't want to belittle Steven Spielberg at all. I think he's amazingly talented. Mm -hmm. He... He's Spiel- he's got Spielberg. yeah he's Spielberg like you well, don't can need you to really say, say it's gonna hurt you him. don't need to say anything because yeah. he his his work speaks for himself yeah but a move like this to like tag on like yeah. oh DC the DC universe like he's gonna do a DC franchise we're gonna roll right off of Ready Player One feels just like a straight name and money grab and it's that's it like the, I would have uh, been more excited yeah. if they got Steven Spielberg when we haven't heard of him for a while sure. or like. Or maybe somebody like another legendary director who hasn't kind of been in the mix for a little bit. This this doesn't feel genuine to me. It's very interesting because you're saying like it feels like a sort of a hype building thing. And and I was trying to figure out why that is. And Mm -hmm. I think it's because it is something that feels way out of left because even birds of prey is like all right we got batgirl maybe black canary maybe huntress maybe a version of oracle Mm -hmm. may okay harley quinn's gonna be in it like these are like named dc superhero characters Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. with the thing with black hawk which we're gonna have to start saying slowly because that name is so easily (laughs) turned into a very bad like, or very good thing depending on how you feel about it like donald glover that joke where he says i know my name is don glover Dong, dong, dong lover, dong lover. Yeah, you know, if he goes by Don. Yeah, if he goes dong by Don, lover. Don Glover. Yeah, Don. Never, so this could never be, thought about this. Could be a right black cock, and he can't be Danny Glover because there's already <laughs> there's already a Danny Glover. That's why he has to go yeah. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. But he yes. has to be Donald and not Don. Not yeah. Don Glover. Yeah. Right. So this could easily. I wonder black if Warner Hawk. Brothers is going to change the name at all. Like, like black look, Hawk? man. When when they brought over Puck Man from <laughs> Japan into the U.S., they changed it to Pac Man because Puck was too easy to turn into to fuck on mm-hmm. an arcade machine and people and did it a, yeah that's just a language difference yeah and i you know and I, and black hawk sounds like something else in this language already like I'm black like, hawk yeah i'm like how much <laughs> black hawk like how much research and development was done into the title of this franchise but but to go back like that's a whole nother thing of like that is a whole nother really thing. that's the name we're gonna go with like, but what you want kids saying that okay yeah okay. mommy mommy i want black hawk i want black hawk <laughs> give me what, black hawk what movie, black do you, hawk. what movie do you want me to put on Black like Hawk. Anthony, what movie do you want to put on? Black <laughs> Hawk. I want to see Black Hawk, Mom. What did Anthony? What did little Anthony say? He loves it old nineteen forties. He loves that nineteen forties fighter pilot, fighter pilot stuff. He's really into airplanes. Spielberg's Black Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's so like his big Black Hawk. Already yeah. right there, there seems like there's a bit of a disconnect. That's yeah. why I think in 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 recent years when DC Comics has tried to do something with this property they've yeah. turned it into um like the black hawks plural mm. they've called it lady black hawk 
There was a yeah. there was like a, a female pilot, and she's yeah, part of the squadron. Brought so in like nineteen sixty one or something. There's yeah. a couple different things that they've tried to do. I think to, to kind of move it away from that. But they should anyway, just not even add. Just change like it. Ju- just maybe change cha- it. like maybe, ju- but I think the thing that is so interesting is that you you discovered Adam. We were we were learning about the story. He tried to develop this already in the eighties, yeah. and Steven Spielberg has always to not to put too fine a point on it. Talked shit about superhero movies. He has talked and what a they've lot done, of shit about superhero and that's movies. fine. I don't want him to be like I don't need him to be a fan of everything that I'm like. Right. It's fine, but he's never been like. Oh, all the superhero characters are great. He's a movie guy. He's a movie guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know at what point he heard about this thing as a potential movie idea, but it right. was in the 80s. And to right. him, it has nothing, I feel like, to do with DC Comics in that universe, but rather, oh, this is a group of characters, World War II, Very fighter skilled pilots, pilots, squadrons. Yeah. We can make it yeah. a comedic, maybe, starring vehicle with Dan Aykroyd. We're trying right, to do right, it in the right 80s up. because mm-hmm. this does feel like... What you got? What do you got there, Matt? What, ex- what are you excited? <gasps> Matt? Woo! Labo. Then a labo. Oh, snap. Nice. Oh, it's going to be a good yeah, yeah. night. Oh, my friend, Matt. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, the point <laughs> is that. this. This does not, uh, the, it, it begs the question, how connected sure. to the DC universe is this going to be? Yes. And I'm right. not even saying that's a good thing. Right, exactly. But all that made me think about was like, why even put the DC name on it? It's because they're trying to sort of exactly. build that hype. Yeah, yeah, is this yeah. going to feature characters from Wonder Woman and World War One? Like, are we going to hear a, a, a Wayne in there? Like, is there going to be a, a, right. a like a pilot named Wayne? Right. Last name are, Wayne? I like, how much are they going to try gonna, to connect this? What are this? they going to do? And the other thing, too, is like, should it be connected is the, is the question. Right. Ideally, it doesn't have to be. If you have a good movie, make the good movie. But yeah. my whole thing, even 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 with like the Martin Scorsese Joker solo flick, which could be awesome, my whole thing is like Warner Brothers can be using money, resources mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. build out a shared universe mm-hmm. to get to something like, frankly, Infinity War. Right. Because that movie is something special. Right. That hype that's been built for 10 years. And if, if an other movie franchises looked at their property the same way that mm-hmm. Marvel Studios did and understood, like, we're planting seeds and we're leading up to these big things, right, right. those franchises can easily do that. DC, yeah. The DC universe is the most rich. It is the most compelling. Like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is that, yeah, in World War II, there was a squadron of pi- fighter pilots called right. the Black Hawks. Right. If you go to the comic book Kingdom Come, there's a little joke where the um, American, like, government official that has to go and launch the nuke to try to destroy all the superheroes mm-hmm. when they're fighting. He's the pilot that like that salutes to go do it. He's got the little Black Hawks the Black Hawk logo. Sim- yeah. logo on it. Mm-hmm. So like they're still in that world. Right. They're always kind of on to the, off to the side like right. the challengers of the unknown or yeah. like the Doom Patrol or like all these different things. So the, the question is how much are they going to connect it? Should they connect it? Right. Why are they doing this unless they can connect it? Right. And the, the cynical answer is well to make a good movie, duh. I'm like yeah, sure. Of course. But, let's make a good movie but also, you can be building, working right, on your thing right. and so making this, it cooler. This goes back to, I think, the initial problem that they're having, which is they're having trouble connecting these things. And, and, and I, it's, it's a big scope to build a universe like Feige has built. But at the same time, look at the news that we just got with, with all these other young directors and new projects coming in. Mm-hmm. And then you have a disconnected Spielberg-type like summer blockbuster movie. And I think the smarter thing would be to see how can all this mesh together rather than like, we're building all these stands alone and then we'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it doesn't feel to me like yeah. a cohesive plan to build something that frankly, I feel like they put themselves in this competition. Like they should kind of like, 
kind of compete, you know, yeah. but at, which at this point, I feel like they tried, they failed, and they're sort of just gathering whatever way. they can mm-hmm. at this point. They're doing what Warner Brothers Studios knows how to do, which is to just make fucking movies. Yeah, I and mean, a and lot of them good. are great, and some yeah. of them are misses, but like, right. they know how to hire Steven Spielberg to, to like, to like develop a film, to make a Black Hawk movie, they know yeah. how to do that. They know how, to, yeah, right. And so that's what they're gonna do. Right. So like, it's like you said, Augustine. Yeah, they did throw their hat into this ring of like, all right, mm-hmm. you can't mess up like Universal did with right. the Mummy. Right. You can't plan a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, put the the horse before the cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cart before the horse, rather. Horse yeah. before the cart. That's okay. Horse before, yeah. That works. <laughs> that works. Turns Some out. people have told me that that actually <laughs> works. <laughs> I'll have to do the research. I don't know yet. Hang on. It's a success. It yep. works. It works. <laughs> Poop on the floor. Yep. Poop on the floor. It yep. works. Um, but it is so hard to do the thing we're talking about to, to plan all of that yeah i mean absolutely. look at what we were doing earlier this afternoon and just looking at all those characters right looking at how many characters have been involved in this thing how right. many different actors how many moving parts and yet it all kind of comes together when it needs to come together yeah. is everything perfect no there's still no. story yeah. threads from the incredible hulk absolutely we have yet to see mm-hmm. we're probably never going to see mm-hmm. but when it comes together in captain america civil war mm-hmm. when it you know what i mean like when we get little things they come together in like spider-man homecoming chef. thor ragnarok yep now black panther like yep. it's so absolute pizza show. Yeah, it, it this kind of thing takes planning, and not that this is the wrong way to do it. This does not feel like Augustine said, like these these particular group of cr- creative people have a plan. No, but rather they're like, this can be a movie, this can right. be a movie, this can be a movie, right. and if they come together later, we'll figure it out. Eventually, then. yeah, might be yeah. too little, too late later. <clears throat> but that's the thing, though. Like maybe in the long run, that's what they're comfortable with, and that's what they're going to do. And maybe we we might get some good movies out of it. Yeah. But I think you can't really put yourself in a post cinematic universe world, you know, because right. that's the way that's the way movies are being made. Maybe they're backing out. Maybe that's what this um Marco says he Joker movie is gonna be. Maybe, maybe maybe they're gonna definitively come out and be like, you know what? We're never gonna worry about continuity ever again. It's possible. If we do another movie that happens to feature Superman and if we right. get Henry Cavill, fine. Right. If not, we'll recast right. him. We don't give a shit where Warner Brothers would do whatever we want. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It could be that. I and mean, maybe that'll be the way. It could be that. And maybe we might get some badass movies out of this. Like Blackhawks might be fucking amazing. New Gods Who might knows? be dope. That's uh the thing I think the thing with me with this with this movie in particular is I'm sure they, you know, looked at the success of Night Scott. <laughs> Bye, Scott. I think they looked at the success of Ready Player One and they couldn't ignore the fact that St- Steven Spielberg is obviously an amazing, incredible director who makes amazing movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was a conversation after that, after the fact, that was something along the lines of, hey, Steven, we've got a bunch of superhero movies, mm-hmm. that, m- mm-hmm. movies that we want to make. Is there any franchise or character or property that interests you? Yeah, and I'm sure being Steven Spielberg and the fact that he doesn't have the biggest sort of love for superhero movies. Right. When okay. You know, I'm not a big fan of superhero movies, but have you ever the the comic book that you guys bought in the 50s, the Mm -hmm. Blackhawks? I would actually be really interested in making a movie about that. He's like, I told y'all about the Blackhawks in the 80s. Yeah, like he came in pissed. We thought you were being. We thought we we thought that was a joke. (laughs) Yeah, you were kind of drunk that day, so we didn't take it seriously. (laughs) But yeah, that that sort of I I think that was more. This movie was less of Warner Brothers being like, Hey, would you want to do Blackhawks? Instead, and more like. Steven, pick something. Yeah, yeah. Steven, yeah. what do you want to yeah. do? And, and do. I think yeah. him knowing, like, well, you guys have the rights to the franchise. This is something I've been wanting to make for 30 plus years. Yeah, I would exactly. love to do this. Exactly. And I honestly, like, yes, it is a DC comic, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't think they're really worried about where it falls into the continuity. I, I think you're I right. think it's mostly just like, hey, like you guys are saying, let's, let's let Steven Spielberg make mm-hmm. this movie, mm-hmm. The Blackhawks, about the squadron. If we can find a way to tie it in, 
whether it's whether it's tying it into World War II mm-hmm. and then including mm-hmm. maybe characters from the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. I know the actor who played Samir, he did post a tweet about a year ago, yeah. and it was a picture of one of the character from the mm-hmm. one of the characters from the Black Hawk Squadron. And he's. I think it says. I think the tweet says something like "coming soon" or something like that. Was it right. a year from a year ago? It's not a year ago. It was oh. like last May or something. Okay. Um. So whether they use his character from Wonder Woman yeah. and he gets they kind of retcon his identity or they right, end up right. Samir ends up being a code name or whatever it is. Right. If it's very loosely tied in that regard and yeah. there necessarily yeah. isn't necessarily Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but it exists in the greater DC universe and it takes place in World War II, great. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. To me, the only problem I have is that it feels kind of slimy mm-hmm. that they would be like, oh, it's a DCEU yes. movie. You know sure. why? You know? Because it led to, to certain outlets being like, Steven Spielberg has chosen DC over Marvel. Right. Yeah. Right. And exactly. they continue to push that narrative and yeah. it's like, that's not what happened. That's not yeah. what's going this on This dude here. picked this in the 80s and probably didn't even know it was DC Comics in exactly. the same world as Superman. Exactly. Steven Spielberg. Like, it's did just, Steven Spielberg take any meetings with right. Marvel where they pitched? We're like, well, we have the Howling Commandos. Right. It's very similar. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, then, the, yes, then Steven, I guess, would have chosen Black right. Hawks over the Howling um, Commando, but, right. he, but he, he wasn't, like, pitched right. Then that makes right. this movie divisive. It's like, it, yeah. this is not what we need right now. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's all of a sudden a DC property rather <laughs> than, like, yeah, this movie's going to be a great World War II fighter movie yeah, that you yeah. might like. That might tie into the universe, but don't go balls in and just be like, yeah, DC Universe, this might tie into right. Batman. No, that's Yeah, because they've, they've never said that. They, yeah. Plus, yeah. Steven Spielberg is so huge on, a lot like George Lucas, you know, a lot of things that they love from their, from their childhood is... You know, watching like the big inspiration for for Star Wars from George Lucas, at least, was watching a lot of dogfights from World War II and mm-hmm. Spielberg. I mean, him and Spiel and uh, Lucas, mm-hmm. you can tell with things like Indiana Jones, like they like they're pulled into that era. That era yeah. really kind of influences absolutely has influenced a lot of their mm-hmm. filmmaking career. So I'm I'm sure that's uh, also a big reason yeah. why he would want to do George Lucas a produced with Black Hawk. Red yeah. Tales. Yes, and Steven yes. Spielberg made yeah. Saving Private Ryan, the greatest yeah. World War II film. There you go, dude. I mean, they they yeah. they got the chops for it. Yeah. It's yeah. just absolutely. Absolutely. Slimy, y'all. Uh, Toby Emmerich was quoted saying, uh, we're so proud to be the studio behind Steven Spielberg's latest hit, referring to Ready Player One, and are thrilled to be working with him again on this new action adventure. We can't wait to see what new ground... <laughs> bless you. Salud. He, bless oh my you. God, he will break in introducing Blackhawks to movie audiences worldwide. Steven Spielberg says, it was wonderful working with the team at Warner Brothers to bring Ready Player One to the screen. They bring a blend of passion and professionalism to everything they do and have a tremendous history in the genre. I'm excited to reunite with them on Black Hawk. So there's no no formal announcement that it's going to be part of the mm-hmm, DC universe. Mm-hmm, nope. It's a DC comic that right, Warner Brothers right, happens right. to own. So you I know think, what though? Technically, yeah. Men in Black was a Marvel comic. Technically, is it really? <laughs> yes. <Remember laughs> I at did the not beginning, know that. It says like based on the Marvel comic. Oh, it was some oh, weird like indie like yeah, yeah production. Thing mm-hmm. Kickass was also like that's like, true. Published yeah. by Marvel, yeah. but was it independent? You know. Mm-hmm. So and plus, it's going to be a while before we see this movie because uh, Spielberg is obviously now working on Indiana Jones Five. That's his next project. Yeah, and he's going to do a remake of West Side Story. So wow. we're a few years out before we see this movie. I think okay. we, they probably okay. won't start on it probably till yeah. 2020, 2021. So yeah, wow. okay. don't get don't get too excited. Okay. Um, are either of you guys fans of Masters of the Universe? Dude, Fuck yeah. I watched oh, yeah? that movie so much as oh, a kid. Yeah? Oh, no, I hate the movie. I had... No, no, no. <laughs> see, as a kid, I love the movie. Every yeah. time I think of that movie, I think of that little spinny thing with fried chicken. Because one of the little goblin guys eats like fried chicken out of a bucket <laughs> or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you see now why I right? hate that movie? You see why have I hate you, that fucking have movie? Have you seen it? <coughs> I saw it 
as a kid. Oh, I haven't seen this. Okay, since, so it's terrible. Growing what Courtney up, Cox's first movies. Yeah, yeah, Franklin yeah, Delonica. exactly. Courtney yeah. Cox was in it, and so growing up, we didn't have a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But Masters of the Universe was one was of the VHSs jam. we funny. had, mm-hmm. and I watched so the crap funny. out of it, that thing. And and uh, oh, I always found that little spinny music thing kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but. When I was a kid, I would just watch, I would watch yeah. whatever like it. Yeah. Whatever. It was a perfect like five yeah. year old movie. Yeah. You nice. know? But to hear this news, yeah. What the? So the news is what's the news that Sony Mattel have found He Man some new directors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> directing duo Adam and Aaron Nee will helm a remake of Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Now, obviously, an adaptation of the Mattel toy line, which spawned a successful animated series in 1983, and the movie that we've just been mentioning from 1987, mm-hmm. starring Dolph Lundgren mm-hmm. uh, as the titular character. Oh, man. Uh, the new adaptation is written by David Goyer, who's been a very, very busy man. He's been working on Krypton. He obviously the Man of Steel, the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, he's also an executive producer. He did Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, the movie is slated for a 2019 release. I did a little bit of digging on these directors. Mm-hmm. They did a movie called Band of Robbers, which is a modern-day action crime comedy. Uh, it's an action crime comedy film centered around Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn Ooh. and Tom Sawyer. Is it, do you know, so if, it's, do you so know if that's on streaming anywhere? Do you uh, I don't know if it's on streaming, oh, okay. but it did say you could get it on Amazon. I watched yeah. the trailer for it. It's obviously a modern, a modern. It's a mm-hmm. story about these two characters set in the modern day mm-hmm. setting. Melissa mm-hmm. Benoist is in it. Hannibal Buress is oh, in cool. it. Oh, cool! Interesting. Oh, I love it's, me some Hannibal. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great actors oh, in it. Um, and the movie ended up winning uh, the Director's Choice Award at the Naples Film Festival. It looked very entertaining, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't really have an opinion about the directors making this movie until I actually watch that movie. But the fact that they made a movie about. Um, Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer yeah. is very in day. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To take that old classic Mark Twain story yeah. and put it in the modern day, very, very cool. So uh, these guys obviously have some sort of an affinity, an affinity for adaptations mm-hmm. and taking yeah. old stories and old, you know. So, and I'm sure these guys are were probably at some point in their life fans of this animated show. I'm they sure. look, they look like they're fairly young guys our mm-hmm. age. So yeah. they probably yeah. grew up with this animated series mm-hmm. and of course they probably grew up on that 87 <laughs> movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm interested this 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 movie's interesting because it's been through a lot of different studios. I think Warner Brothers had it at one point. I think Silver mm-hmm. Joel Silver was developing mm-hmm. it. Um, it's actually the comic is it still published by DC? Right now currently yeah DC yeah. Comics has the rights to it and they've done a couple of different series recently. They've even done like He-Man versus ThunderCats mm-hmm. cuz they have the rights That's to ThunderCats. Cool. Yeah. They did He-Man like the Eternity War, the mm-hmm. Eternia War, sorry cuz the planet is called Eternia. Eternia yeah. mm-hmm. And um, they've crossed it over with She-Ra which mm-hmm. is st- set in the same world. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a new She-Ra cartoon show coming at some point. I think there is. Yeah, I saw that. somebody Not post He-Man, that. But She-Ra yeah. which mm-hmm. is interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, my connection to this world and this character is in 2002 Cartoon Network put out mm-hmm. an action show for boys animated hand drawn and the goal was when it got got successful enough they would also spin off into a She-Ra mm-hmm. one and they were mm-hmm. planting some seeds in that to, to set up for mm-hmm. She-Ra because she has like a different villain it's not Skeletor it's Hordak mm-hmm. and he was involved in the show a little bit but this show was made by some people that worked on like Gargoyles Back in the day, remember Gargoyles? I, of course, I love and Gargoyles. I later they Gargoyles went, was amazing. Later they went and did um, spectacular Spider-Man animated mm-hmm. oh, shows. Cool. So like that's a great and so right. like these people were very very good at making like the action cartoon show for boys, mm-hmm. and they pitched the world to me in a way that was like way more real and serious than the '80s show. If you watch now, it's 
garbage. Like it's like <laughs> it's, it's like garbage. a joke. And if you if you haven't seen this, you have to watch on Netflix the documentary series The Toys oh, That Made I Us. I have. Did you you so Augustine oh, you've seen it? I have you have. seen it yet? And I love the that episode, episode on He Man is fascinating. It's amazing. To see how they created this toy franchise. They literally came up with the craziest yes. names they could think of and made toys out of them. Yes. Like they they mm-hmm. buffed because nobody so at that point you have to realize where the toy yeah. market was. Nobody every it was all G.I. Joe's. Little the the little three yeah. inch G.I. Joe figures Which that were had huge. the rubber bands. And then Star yeah. Wars were the same size. And Star Wars were the three same and size. Three quarter yeah. inch Kenner, and three and three quarter inch. So they came in with the idea for He-Man and they just roided him out, just straight up like disproportionate, mm-hmm. just buff as could be, just like all muscle. And that was their pitch. And and that sold like crazy because yeah. it was different from all the other toys on the market. And then they commissioned like a cartoon show to get made. After and when they, the toys started Yeah, and selling. when they saw the cartoon show come back, they right. looked at it and they're like, we're going to be rich. Yeah. Because the show <laughs> was, like, was like well enough animated that right. they were like, Holy shit! They took our dumbass ideas yeah, and actually and made, made a cartoon made a show, cartoon and this is this. super watchable. <laughs> like kids are gonna eat it up. So like well, you have to I watch mean, it this was watchable for the eighties. Because if you, you you try to watch it now, it's, it's not terrible. Watchable. It's, it's terrible. Bad. But cut forward to the two thousand two show. Took all of these crazy concepts and gave it to me in a way where I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, it's like t- being taken seriously, but mm-hmm. not too seriously. Right, and that's right. the key. It's like that Thundercats remake. Did you guys ever watch that? No. I haven't yet, but that I heard it's was great. pretty cool. Yes, it was pretty yes. cool. They did actually a pretty good job of kind of like starting with a young Leo and like the young team is getting together it, it, and the and the kingdom's kind of falling apart. Think about it's, it like it really is like Batman the '60s show. Mm-hmm. Cut to Batman the animated series. Yeah, you see how Batman the animated exactly. series took those concepts sure. and like took it seriously, but yeah. it's it's still a fun show. Fun. It's right, funny. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? It doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it lived in that world. And I think for me, the thing that excites me is upcoming directors. I'm on board with Augustine. Mm-hmm, like he loves that mm-hmm. fresh blood. Hell I'm yeah. into it. The the movie you mentioned, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't I actually really want to watch that movie. I, yeah, I, I actually I'm, think I'm gonna watch yeah. that movie. I'm a little worried about writer David Goyer. Sure. He is hit and miss for me. He's yeah, done some great absolutely. stuff and some stuff mm-hmm. I haven't loved. Maybe not his fault. But mm-hmm. the thing about David Goyer is that he takes things, the, the, his projects very seriously. Mm-hmm. His adaptations of Blade, Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and now Krypton very seriously. Mm-hmm. The only reason I worry that like maybe that might not be the way to go, I would love it if some comedic writers took a pass on the script. Mm-hmm. Just like when Ant-Man and, and Paul Rudd and Adam McKay did yeah, one on yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah. And just like how like if you told me like, oh, here's here's the dream for me. This is how He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is going to work for me in a movie live action today. Two words, Thor Ragnarok. That's the vibe I want to get. Still had great, great dramatic moments in there. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can be a little bit more serious than Thor Ragnarok. But the way that they took the colorful, spacey, like that 80s vibe, that's He-Man. Yeah, it that's is. He-Man. It really like, is. Kind of, and that, that would give them an excuse to take some of these toys and like blow it up and make it real, but yeah. then still come back to yeah. what are their core relationships between these characters? What's right, He-Man right. versus Skeletor? Mm-hmm. Turns out Skeletor is his uncle. Mm-hmm. And I got all of that shit from the 2000s cartoon mm-hmm. show. In the 2000s mm-hmm. cartoon show, it opened with the flashback that revealed the origin of Skeletor. Skeletor was a man named Keldor. And Keldor was the brother to King Randor. And Keldor was a blue-skinned guy, and he was mm-hmm. fucking evil. It's like Loki. Mm-hmm. And he shows up, and he tries to kill King Randor. This is like back in the day, before mm-hmm. He-Man was ever born. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he gets acid thrown on his face because he tries to do it to Keldor, and I think he, King Randor, sorry, and he throws up his shield, and then like it splashes back onto Keldor's face, and he goes, ah! And, and it he, melts and his he, face into a skeleton. But you don't see that yet, but he oh. just escapes, and you think he dies. Uh-huh. And then it's like 16 years later, mm-hmm. when Prince Adam is 16 years old, this this person named Skeletor attacks, mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm, how is mm-hmm. he alive? He has a skeleton for a face. Mm-hmm. 
this the whole season. He gets the sword of Grayskull, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, by the power of Grayskull, mm-hmm. I have the power. And and he it turns into He-Man, which is like a Shazam, Billy Batson mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prince Adam is still this sort of skinny dweeb. There's a whole season goes by. Opening to season mm-hmm. two, the flashback showed that Keldor, after he had the acid, were retreated to his like evil sorcerer area on mm-hmm. the planet and made a deal with the devil, basically. Mm-hmm. Think like Dormammu or Mephisto. Mm-hmm. And this devil later is revealed to be Hordak, who's the villain to She-Ra. But in the meantime, this Hordak guy said, I'll keep you alive, but like you're going to do this, this, and this for me. And that's how he became Skeletor. Like His face was fucking gone. That's dope. And so like these kinds of things, it made it real mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this world is dope Yeah. if yeah. you treat certain things like with weight. Like with the but story. Yeah. There's still characters like Triclops and Trapjaw yeah. and Beastman <laughs> yeah. and Merman. And like Sawhead. And, 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 yeah, fucking yeah. Sawhead. I don't yeah. know. Mechanic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Ram Man. They like, literally just came up the with the weirdest dumbest names. Fucking, but it's yeah. fun. So like... Like certain things were treated seriously, certain things were not. Yeah, I would love it if 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 Taika Waititi directed He Man, but he never will because he basically just did. He did it but with somebody Thor, yeah. like a Taika yeah, yeah. to do a pass on the script mm-hmm, to be like, mm-hmm. let's have some more fun with it mm-hmm. to blow out that '80s vibe, especially. Mm-hmm, and I feel mm-hmm. like Thor Ragnarok being what it was, right. basically greenlit this because it's like you can you can ride those coattails. Absolutely, you can turn He Man into a version of that. Yeah while still opening up its own new world of mythology Absolutely. And, and trying to be a combination of, because they have, they have sci-fi tech and magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This mm-hmm. world is, is trying to be the best mm-hmm. of both worlds. They're like, this is like Star Wars and, you know, mm-hmm. sorcery, like right. old medieval Dungeons yeah. and Dragons bullshit. Yeah. It's so like, like fantasy. It's almost like high fantasy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but the with, with the most ridiculous fucking yeah. outfit that you could <laughs> ever have on anybody. Yeah. Like he's I a leather it. daddy type of <laughs> fuzzy <laughs> underwear wearing Bob Havin. Oh. And then when he's not He-Man, he's wearing a pink shirt and pink yep. tights. Like, yeah. dude, keep all that shit. Like, yeah. That it's better great. be in the movie. I, I, think the one, I think the one potential like maybe saving grace is that the uh, directing duo, they're also writers. So the movie that they did, they Good. wrote it. Maybe and they because can, it is yeah. an action, it's like an action crime drama comedy as well. I think there is an opportunity for them to make a pass on that as well and to look yeah, at it like, yeah. well, this is great. Like the universe building is amazing. The character is amazing. The story is amazing. Yeah. But we also remember He-Man being a little cheesy sometimes. Oh, so like all let's, the time. Let's inject it all, all the time. Yeah. You know Nailed what? It. Have you guys ever seen the movie Gentleman Broncos? Not Have you yet, ever even no. heard oh. of it? But from the same director of Napoleon. Yes, Dynamite Jared has. Libre. Jared yes. has. So the movie's about I a I, kid. I don't think I ended up seeing that. You Sam should watch Rockwell's it. It's it. really funny. It is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's this kid who writes this story. And what's his name? The guy from uh, Jermaine? Jermaine Clement. Jermaine from, Jermaine from Clement. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he plays the villain. Flight of the Concord. So yeah. he opens up a contest. He's an author. He opens up a contest. Uh, he's like, whoever writes the best story, I will like publish their story or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. This kid writes a story called Gentleman Broncos. And the Jermaine actually plagiarizes the story. And so you get kind of two versions of the story yeah. in the movie. One is like what the story should be. And the other one is like this crazy, silly version that was plagiarized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which reminds me of kind of what like Gentleman Broncos yeah. could or He-Man, what, yeah. what He-Man, He-Man could kind of yeah. be. Maybe like somebody's telling like Skeletor's telling one version of the story, making fun of He-Man and you could have the outfit and you can have all that. Yeah. And then you have He-Man's actual story being told by He-Man where right. it's like, very mythical and very like epic. traditional and epic yeah, and high yeah. fantasy and that would be I, I that think would actually be pretty, pretty fun pretty be to pretty do two cool. versions of the, like yeah in the same movie yes. just through two different perspectives two different percent yeah that's that's a that's a really fun take yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean I'm excited I so like I saw the I saw Masters of the Universe as a kid. I had some of the action figures like I had Skeletor I had He Man mm-hmm. but it was never a, like a franchise or a property I really got 
invested in. Sure. But the animated series that you're talking about sounds super intriguing. I'll let Absolutely. you borrow it. Yeah. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah. It's, you're not, we're not the target demographic. It's sure. probably like 8 to 15 year olds. Sure, sure. But I bought into it. And more importantly, when I watch it, I thought this could work in live action. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you sort of took certain elements. And, and not you know, the fried chicken eating <laughs> weird. God, I hate that movie. The thing <laughs> having. I'll let you borrow it. I got the complete series. It only lasted three <laughs> seasons and it got canceled before okay. they could like go and That's do That's longer She-Ra. than I think the original series. <laughs> the, but the original series was like 100 plus episodes. Oh, this yeah. was like okay. 13 <laughs> yeah. episodes, 20 episodes, oh, 13 gotcha. episodes. And then it, you know, yeah, because yeah. cartoon shows are different now. And they weren't even in 2000. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll be looking forward to it. All right. looking, maybe they'll take my ideas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I hope you're equally excited for Terminator. Maybe. Am I? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll find out. Uh, so, director Tim Miller and producer James Cameron uh, have found their new Terminator in Gabriel Luna. This I'm excited about. Who was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series Fourth as season. Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Uh, he's going to be joining the cast alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Mackenzie Davis from Blade Runner 2049, and also uh, alongside Diego Bonetta and Natalia Reyes, who is a newcomer to American audiences. She's expected to play the main sort of female role who's going to take over from Linda Hamilton, more and or less. And the guy in the middle is the main human role? They and, don't, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Die- uh, it, it, what's the actor? Diego Bonetta. There really hasn't been any information given about the characters that they're going to play other than that Natalia is more or less going to take over the Linda Hamilton role and Gabriel Luna is for sure playing a Terminator. So is it possible that Diego Bonetta is playing kind of like that Kyle Reese type sure. of character? I think it's very possible. Uh, we also don't know who Mackenzie Davis is playing outside of being some sort of a soldier. Um, got I'm it, very got it, got interested it. in this movie from the perspective of in Terminator 2, we know that Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor was hiding in Mexico. Sarah Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Not Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. She was hiding in Mexico between the events of the first and second movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, he, where she got all of her training, her mm-hmm. weapons training, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And then after Terminator 2, in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, those characters also were living in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And in the third movie, John Connor was also living in Mexico. So... Mexico and mm. sort of how that ties into the Terminator franchise is pretty important. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see where the T-800 and Sarah Connor are at the start of this movie. Is it in Mexico again? What circumstance are they in? What's happened obviously now that they've, at least they think they've defeated Skynet and they stopped Judgment Day from happening. And you know, remi- What are the events that lead to all this? Remind me again of the premise. They're treating this as if Terminator 3 through whatever never happened. Yes. So this, this is, is a, a direct sequel to, sequel to, one, to Judgment Day. Interesting. Yeah. <sighs> it's hard for me to get behind this franchise. Yeah. I feel like they've taken so many stabs at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you've stabbed it to death, guys. <laughs> like it's bleed- 1000 this It's to bleeding death. out on the floor. <laughs> like there's nothing good to say yeah. from this, but I mean, I'm always willing to give it a shot just because I feel like there is something there that somebody might grab and 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 mm-hmm. run run off with. But I don't know if revisiting Sarah Connor and that right. whole thing is really where it needs to go. Let me ask you a question. Do you reboot and just take the idea, but then just yeah. set it in 2018? Like, do you, do you just go like, oh, you know what? At some point in the near future, Skynet happens, and then they sent back a Terminator right. to 2018 to right. kill a person. Like, do you do that, or do it's, you try to honor, like, the chronology and the timeline of, like, John Connor, Sarah Connor, the 1990s, the 1980s? What do you do? I So I feel like... I feel like the Terminator franchise is very much a product of its time, which worked in the 80s. It was cool. Like, 
the 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 graphics having Arnold be that cyborgy thing and sort of like a, almost like a dirty cyborgy kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, that first feel one's very gritty. Yes, yes, I feel like that feel needs to stay. But at the same time, we're dealing with trying time traveling robots, so there's no real limit that says that this has to stay within the Sarah Cron Sarah Chronicle. See, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Sarah Chronicles. You. So, like, what's to stop another cyborg from going somewhere else and try to trying right. to get another means of trying to get to that timeline? You which know? which they played with that in Terminator Genesis. Right. Uh, they ended up sending the Terminator back to when Sarah Connor was a little girl. Right. Therefore, therefore, kind of creating her. their Kelvin timeline, more right. or less. Yeah. But alternate history. Don't go to Sarah Connor. Like, right. there's right. other ways to affect Sarah Connor's life without it actually sure. affecting. And it, it, this like might be it. Her. With these it two be. new characters, it looked like they're Latin actors or yeah. Spanish actors. Yeah. This might be it. Plus. Gabriel Luna is a like a like a Latino actor himself, and he's yep. the Terminator himself. Yep. Like this might be a case of Skynet sending back a Terminator that looked like a Mexican to blend yeah, in into, to Mexico, blend into Mexico. To, you know, yeah. and a very I, handsome one. I don't know. I I I don't know if I'm like for this or against this. Yeah. I'm kind I of. I don't know either. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just spitballing because I want it to work. Sure. Yeah. And I'm grasping for straws here, but yeah. I just I don't know where the inspiration came from and why they they're deciding to make this. I. <clears throat> when it was announced that Tim Miller was going to be doing this movie, I was pretty excited. Yeah, because I I really liked the first Deadpool movie, and I thought for a first time director to come out and your first feature film debut as a superhero movie of that caliber. Right. Yeah. Yes, it was low budget, but to d- to hit the nail on the head that well. Yeah. It's uh Agreed. kind of it doesn't happen all too often. Agreed. Um, and then you bring in James Cameron, and I was still interested. But James Cameron also did endorse Terminator Genesis. Mm-hmm. Now, hang on. Now, Let's unpack that for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard rumors <laughs> that the reason he did yes. is because he knew that it would eventually revert to him the anyway. Rights revert oh. The rights would okay. revert to okay. him. Okay. So I feel I, I've heard these rumors. Mm-hmm. This is from maybe some people that worked on the 3D conversion of Terminator 2. Which was hap- that happened a few years Same ago? Time. Wasn't released in the U.S. But guess what? I decided I'm going to order that shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna import that from the U.K. I just got the Last yeah. Jedi, by the way. Have you gotten that yet? Not 3D yet. Blu-ray. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't had time. I know, but I got I the need, Last Jedi. I need, I need to go buy those, yeah. dude. No, you can't get the. Th- come over to my place and watch it in 3D. Oh, That's oh what you mean talking the about 3D Blu-ray? I had to import that shit gotcha. from the U.K. I got the Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi showed up. Next on the list yeah. is going to be T2, Judgment Day, mm-hmm. and then Coco. And then I'm going to hit them all. I'm going to get every 3D Blu-ray <laughs> that's yep. overseas yep. only. I'm going to be like, give it to I'm me. I'm glad but you found your, your dealer. That's my, yeah, I'm I found my dealer. Found dealer. yeah. His name's eBay. His name's gonna, eBay. <laughs> that's, I get all the Sometimes hookups. Sometimes goes by the UK. <laughs> I'll send so. you the link. It's www.ebay.com. Uh, <laughs> dot UK. yeah. But, like, I completely lost my train of thought. The point of this was... About the rights reverting back. Yeah, rights reverting back If you, I've heard from some people that worked maybe kind of close to Cameron in some way world that like he might not be a huge fan of that film but mm-hmm. was still p- sort of playing nice sure because mm-hmm. he knew that this was going to happen that like the mm-hmm. rights were going to come mm-hmm. back to him or that he was going to mm-hmm. work on the next iteration yeah. or whatever whatever so like it it somehow benefited him to mm-hmm. play the movie up as opposed right. to talking shit about it right because maybe it was going to maybe he was working on this thing yeah because yeah, the terminator yeah. franchise had, has kind of gone through multiple studios as a paramount at one point it was a like warner mm-hmm. brothers mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's a it's a franchise that studios have not really been able to figure out how to make it work mm-hmm. exactly. So we yes. need a Ryan Coogler to do Creed. We need somebody to come and be like, yeah. "Here's the yes, pitch, please." And I and I and I believe I believe it's out there, but we just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if maybe Tim Miller was the guy who went to Cameron and said, "Like, look, I have this idea. You know, it probably needs some fine tuning, but here it is." 
And maybe it could have been a combination of that and I think James Cameron really wanting to do that franchise justice because I mm-hmm. think most people will agree that mm-hmm. the best movie in that franchise is T2 and it's the last Absolutely. one that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the first 1992. 1991. 1991. 1991. Beautiful. Two through and the beautiful like five are terrible. Beautiful yeah. Ten for a cyborg movie. Yeah, yeah and, and I mean, James Cameron does have a point that right now a story like Terminator is pretty relevant mm-hmm. because of how far and how much we advance with technology on a yearly basis. It is kind of a good opportunity to explore, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what happened with the Terminator in right. 1991 right. With, with Skynet and that technology. Mm-hmm. Since then, mm-hmm. now in 2018 or 2019 mm-hmm. when this movie will come out, how has technology changed? Progressed. How yeah. has it progressed and how has that affected what's happening in the current timeline? Right. Did it affect the future to where maybe it delayed the cyborgs coming in? Right. Like maybe it... Maybe it enhanced it. Like, yeah. what exactly happened yeah. because of the events of the past? Exactly. And I'm on top of that, that yeah. the so, the social impact of having the Terminator be like looking like a Mexican yeah. mm-hmm. in our current mm-hmm. environment, uh, having people publicly be afraid of Mexicans for right, some reason, right, right. dress up a Terminator like a Mexican. Mm-hmm. What does that do? What is the movie trying to say? Mm-hmm. The heroes might be Mexicans in Mexico mm-hmm. with help from Linda Hamilton, mm-hmm. with help from right. the T-800. Yeah. What does all that say in sort of like the current political landscape yeah, and how absolutely. Mexicans in Mexico Mexican people are being discussed, mm-hmm. you know, just out in the open. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't fuck it up. Like, you might right. have some yeah, exactly. really interesting stuff yeah. to say, a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And I really want to mention, I really love Gabriel Luna mm-hmm. as the Terminator pick in this. I mm-hmm. think he's a really great actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's really uh, charismatic. I loved him as Ghost Rider. He did mm-hmm. a really great job. And more importantly, he was so goddamn enthusiastic about that that I want to see him bring that level of enthusiasm. Yeah. He was going to comic book stores, doing signings, anything Ghost Rider you had put in front of him. Like he got the action Dang. figures. He was he was every he was mm-hmm. all in on it. Yeah. And like I I'm just like rooting for the guy yeah. because he yeah. seems like an yeah. awesome dude. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that that he got that. I remember when he made the announcement. Um yeah, I was stoked. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hope, fingers crossed that it's yeah. good. I mean, the, movie, the movies are dope, and I'd love to see them honored by another dope-ass movie. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first of a trilogy, yeah. so Ma'am. hopefully this goes well, because if it does not, no one's going to be wanting how a many, trilogy. So how many times are they going to try, though? Like, if this know. one isn't too good, I'm so frustrated. Know, it, because this one has all, like, James Cameron all up in it, yeah. it might yeah. be the last one, and if it doesn't work, he's like, all right, I'm just going to do Sorry, Avatars. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm just doing I'm Avatars. Just, and then it's going to be, like, 40 years until some <laughs> young gun comes around. Yeah. It's just like... I got it. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. At that yep. point, you're just rebooting. Yeah, you're really rebooting. Yeah, that's man, maybe something I'm very excited about. Uh, yesterday was Superman's 80th birthday. Woo! I did not pick up the comic. You I go, need fuck to go pick, Do you think there's still a lot of versions? Of oh copies yeah, I'm left? sure. I'm okay. sure. Okay, I need to go. I need to go. Um, uh, Matt was nice enough to pick up a comic for me with a variant cover done by Lee Bermijo. Damn it, Matt! You did not pick up one up for me. Uh, Matt. He's playing with his cardboard. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Cardboard, damn it. Um, uh, yeah, and then I also ordered the deluxe edition off of Amazon. It's like a nice hard hardcover. Maybe I'll get that one. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. only twenty bucks. Okay. It's different. They're different. different. This yeah. is a comic that has a bunch of different stories in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them moved me to tears. I mm-hmm. loved it so much. I right. love Action Comics right. number one thousand. I thought it was beautiful. Action Comics, the hardcover is like a collection of some great <laughs> stories from 80 years That's history of yeah. Action Comics, the actual mm-hmm, series, mm-hmm, and they yeah. pulled up a couple and made this little nice little hardcover. Yeah. So they're different oh. things. This is a new thing. The hardcover's so old stuff, but good. Yeah. I want to get that yeah. hardcover. Yeah. yeah, should. Absolutely get it. Um, but yeah, so if you didn't know, it was, his, it's, it was his 80th birthday yesterday. He first appeared on the cover of Action Comics number one in 1938. And as we all know, Superman has been around for many, many years 
uh, fighting for truth and justice the American way, and uh, you know maybe inspiring a little bit of hope into people. Unless yeah. you know people are just cynical pieces of garbage, yeah. which you know <laughs> that happens in the world. There are some people, but you know. uh, but I'm super excited. I haven't gotten a chance to read this yet. Um, tomorrow I'm actually going to be getting the hardcover, so I can't wait to kind of go through both of them and read, read a lot that of issue. Stories. Either listen to the John Williams score oh, or the Hans Zimmer score. Yeah. I might split it up and do like half an hour. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. This comic book, there are some stories that like made me want to be a better man. Yeah. Made me want to be nicer and more compassionate to people. Yeah. Made, like, and I'm like, God damn it, I love this character yeah. so and much. And it features the debut of Brian Michael Bendis' yes, take on Superman. which I really liked. Yeah, a lot he of drops, He drops a little bomb in there. I'm not going to yeah. tell you what happens, but he drops a little bomb that I'm like, oh, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. you're trying to mix up, shake it up with mm-hmm. the Superman mythos. I see, I yeah. see what you're the doing. The thing we're real used to, you're yeah. like, no, it's actually this. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh, Okay. <laughs> I'm in, good sir. I'm in. But um, that art was done by Jim Lee. Yes. And it just moves. And I love the way Brian Michael Bendis writes. And I'll give you one spoiler. He has this great moment where Superman's getting thrown and he's flying. And there's near, uh, he like comes, he's getting closer and closer to a window like exterior of a business, right? And Brian Michael Bendis writes that Superman says, Stop! And like stops himself in midair right in front of the glass and then kind of comes down as people mm-hmm. are inside the little mm-hmm. building and then he goes and keeps going. But mm-hmm. he, he, he goes like, stop! Like he says it out loud yeah. and I'm like, oh, I love that. I would see it. I would say that. Like it's just this great yeah. little like, whoop. Yeah. and then he, there's this nice little moment with people and then he goes back to do the yeah. thing. It's great. Where they're, they look at him they're like, he does care for us because he didn't <laughs> he almost, slam through this building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He almost, oh what, shit. So yeah. what's, what's like... <clears throat> What's something from your collective memory or even a comic book moment from Superman's history that has stuck with you forever? So the first comic I ever bought was The Death of Superman, which came with a collection of the greatest Superman stories ever told. Mm -hmm. So it was this two book like... Is it the blue one where he's in front of the Statue of Liberty flying? I think so. I have that too. That was my first Superman book. Yeah, see? So that was like my first comic. That So I had always been going to the library before this and like friends' houses to to read the Marvel comics and stuff like that. But the Superman thing was on the news. Like people were talking about it, oh, and I was big. like, I have to buy this. Yeah. Like, there's there's nothing I can do. And then I begged my parents. It was at Costco. I remember the two pack was at Costco. I was like, Yes, <laughs> this is the greatest. Um, and so for me, my my first like comic book that I could call my own was The Death of Superman, which wow. is great. And then I started reading like all those the greatest stories ever told and and all that stuff. And one one beautiful comic that stands out to me is the one where. Um, where Mongol puts that big mind control <clears throat> chest on him and he goes yep. back and he's living with his family and like mm-hmm. he meets them and y- it's like this moment where you're like, well, why don't you just keep it on him? Cause this is everything Superman has ever wanted. Yeah. But at the same time, he can't stay in there. And that's, that speaks to like what Superman is because he's always the person that no matter if it's bothering him, like he has everything he ever wanted, but he still wants to fight for us, for the little people. You yeah. Know? And, and I didn't understand that back in the day, but now like, as I explore more of his personality mm. and things like that, it's, Superman is such a great character, and yeah. I'm glad he's been around for 80 years. One thing I am sad about is I can't find any good like statues or something of Superman because mm. I want to put one in my office. Yeah. yeah, but I can't find anything that I'm just like this. That's Superman. is what I want. Yeah. So yeah. 
that's one thing I'm sad about. But other if, than I, that, if I see I'm, some cool statues, I'm gonna send them your way. Send them my way because yeah. it's, it's easy to yeah. find badass looking Batman statues. Right? That yeah, shit's exactly. Easy. You but know, he, a Superman yeah, statue. It, it, hard to find. It encapsulates like, that feeling. Right. Right. Okay. Right. All right. I'm gonna mm-hmm. keep my eyes open. Keep, you both of you keep your yeah, eyes, eyes out. Open. Send me okay, links. Great. I'll try to find those. But that's yeah. Superman to me. And there's other moments, but those that that's that is a, a really good story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the one that I when I had that book I flipped to it constantly because the artwork is very intriguing too. Yes. Exactly. Wonder Woman's getting thrown through the wall. Yeah, and, and then like, she oh puts my. on the gloves yeah. because she's the one who saves yeah. Superman from from Mongol, and, and they adapted that into an episode of Supergirl. Yes, exactly, and Justice League Unlimited. Yes, yep. Justice yep. for the man who has everything, man and that shit yeah. makes oh, me cry. It's so, it's so, it's so it's good. Written by Alan Moore, isn't it? The comic was written by Alan yeah. Moore, and apparently, the rumors are that Alan Moore uh, hates, really hates everything time any of his work has been adapted yeah. in any medium but he is okay with the superman justice league unlimited episode mm-hmm. that adapted that story he yeah. was like mm-hmm. that was good that's a cool. good one yeah because they touched on what the <laughs> they, story was about they yeah. Did it. yeah they did it it's you, absolutely oh i will skip all the way to the present and say that there's a moment in action comics number 1000 mm-hmm. where i'll spoil this too where superman um it's it's the story's called faster than a speeding bullet mm-hmm. and it really breaks down what that means to mm-hmm. superman that he can travel so fast that it is down to like nanoseconds mm-hmm. down to like the thing below a nanosecond mm-hmm. like a Tento second, like whatever right that right below the speed of light, whatever type. that yeah, whatever mm-hmm. that thing is, and the story starts with you see the, his perspective of his hands, and you see Metropolis, and he's flying because he can see and hear and feel this guy that's really desperate about to shoot this woman that he's got mm-hmm. hostage, and he's and and it doesn't even make him out to be the worst guy, like like Superman knows from kind of hearing and doing sort of scanning, and sometimes he's treated as very like omniscient, mm-hmm. omnipotent, but mm-hmm. in this case he knows that this guy has hit rock bottom and he's about to pull the trigger and he pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. And so, as Superman's flying, he's like, I know my top speed. I know how fast a bullet travels. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to not try. Mm-hmm. And that's what this little, it's only a couple pages. It's written by Brad yeah. Meltzer. The art was by John Cassidy. And this thing, at, at the end of the story, <laughs> it's so good. You There's guys. tears like, on the page, isn't oh, there? Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> your comic book's all It's all like, crinkling. Like, he, I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I need to buy another copy. Just dropping. But at the the end of the story, he goes back to Lois and, um, and he, the way that he encounters a person in this story that is very heroic, just a normal human. He like just has a quick narration of like him talking to Lois Lane at the end of the day. And he's like, hi Lois. And she's like, you, you had a good day today. And he's like, "Ah," you know, and she goes, you met a good one today, didn't you? And he goes, I meet a good one every day, Lois. And she goes, no, 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 I know you. I know that look. Mm -hmm. I know that look. People always say that they're inspired by you, but the reality is you're inspired by them. Oh, God God. damn. That that shit Uh. got to me. I love that so much. It's so great. It's so great, you know? And and all of Action Comics 1000 is kind of full of stories like that, of sort of like... The greatest Superman moment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and this great examination of like how people feel about him and if the character and the man were real, like how he would feel about that, you know? He doesn't love all of the adoration, Mm -hmm. but there are moments where in his life, you know... Because imagine, just like cops and firefighters and emergency workers and... You're probably seeing, especially police officers, like you're probably seeing like the worst of humanity mm-hmm. on a day to day, like people that are desperate, people that mm-hmm. are that are doing evil, heinous things and horrible things. And, and, and Superman probably does a lot of that, too. The him flying around and helping people. So he like, does. yeah. So the, just the fact that that 
storyline like touched on that moment of like he met a good one today mm-hmm. that shit keeps him going mm-hmm. and it's like Gah, you get that nice <laughs> lump in your throat like oh it's so good the it's nice all you superman shaped lump in your throat yeah. it's just like yeah just superman shaped good it's an s good next story okay so that your was your really chest hairs form an s so powerful what about you adam you're the biggest superman fan here yeah i mean man it's it's so hard to pick one because i grew up i grew up with this character ever since i was like three or four um, I did a whole Twitter Twitter feed, like a Twitter rant about it, mm-hmm. about like my first encounter with Superman being with Superman 2 mm-hmm. yeah. and not really understanding what the character was. And I was like, okay, it's a superhero in a cape. Mm-hmm. Okay. He but just looked cool. Yeah, he kid. looked cool. Yeah. And he, he flew and he mm-hmm. had cool powers. And then I would start to slowly discover movie by movie a little bit more about him. And I saw the first one. I saw the first one and I was like, oh, I, now I really get this character. Mm-hmm. And then Greatest Superman Stories Ever Told was like the first comic book. And I was just like... Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, and that yeah. story in particular, that Alan Moore story, yeah. even as a kid, not really completely understanding the context, but being able to read it right. and look at the artwork and to kind of like, okay, there's a lot more to this character than just flying around and using his yeah. powers to save yeah. people. Absolutely. And then it wasn't really until Smallville, where yeah. you really get to see a different side of that character because it was a part of his life that never really got explored mm-hmm. in live action. In the comics, we definitely did some exploration of, with young Clark Kent, mm-hmm. but not sort of to the depth that Smallville did, and it was very different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about this young boy having superpowers and how he kind of was like essentially a super boy saving people. Yeah. It was, I'm an outsider. I have these abilities. I don't know how to treat it. I don't know what people are going to think of me. How do I fit in? And that was a very unique way for I think audiences mm-hmm. and for me to really connect with Superman mm-hmm. I had always connected with him but it was in a aspirational way I always looked up yeah. to him yeah he was somebody else like man everyone in the world should be as good as this guy mm-hmm. but Smallville was like I am him but Smallville was yeah. like holy shit we have a lot of similarities you share, yeah. Yeah. You know, you share, you share a lot and it really mm-hmm. humanizes him in a different way and it really helps now, you appreciate that character. Now it's making sense. You're tall. You got the black hair. You got the glasses. That's you're fucking built. He's, like, building, I'm he's like, building his look around Superman. He basically. was Clark Kent in high school. He's got I the get voice. It, it, it was so. Yeah. It, it's so funny because a lot of people, <laughs> as a kid, like would say that to me. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, you look like Superman. You look yeah. like Clark Kent." And so it was you had glasses in the hair. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's like and not not something I really put together until like later on. I'm looking at the comic. I'm like, I guess there is like a like a. An appearance that is very similar, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's so. You guess. Look at some of your older pictures. You even got the little swirl in your hair, dude. <laughs> I can't control what my mom did, <laughs> but it's. But yeah, it, there's definitely like th- there's something about this character that I feel very connected with, and like even in Smallville, you know, he lost his he lost his dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found out my grandpa had cancer. Then mm-hmm. I lost my grandpa, mm-hmm. and it was like I don't know a lot of things that were felt very similar. It was mm-hmm. just a connection, and I think that's. Always been thinking about Superman for me, mm-hmm. even though he's an alien from another world, he's got all these powers. Mm-hmm. It's the love that he has for humanity, for Lois, for his parents. It's that thing that really humanizes him and connects him with us. And the that's human why, element. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's yeah. why I wrote. I was like, you know, every day we should strive just to be a little bit more like Superman, yeah. do yeah. the right thing for people, what would especially Superman, in the cynical What would world. Superman do? The WWSD, man. What would Superman do? WWSD. Yep. WWSD. Yeah, I mean, Superman. It's Superman. It's yeah. Superman. I can't it's wait to best. see what the next 100 years have uh, in store for this character. This guy's not going anywhere. And uh, I'm really excited to see what DC does to celebrate his 100th birthday. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's uh, going to be 20 cool. We're going to be alive for that. 20 years. Yeah. It's going to be 2038. Yeah. I'm still going to be 34 years old. Same. 
Holy shit. Fuck, I'll be 50 when Superman's turning 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be Wait. a special time. That'll be a special time for you guys. Is that me crazy? That's nuts. Yeah. I was born at Superman's 50th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit after <laughs> I was born. A little bit after, died. Yeah. yeah. After that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to his 100th then. Okay. <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay. But yeah. uh, I definitely want to know, uh, what are your some, some of your guys' favorite Superman moments? I know plenty of people have right a lot of in them. the comments. Um, but the last two things we're going to do, we're going to watch some trailers. Okay. Deadpool 2. I haven't seen and it. And The Incredibles. I'm super, super excited to watch these trailers. I think I saw The Incredibles, but I forgot. Maybe not the most recent. I have not seen either of these trailers. I don't think I've seen The Incredibles. I'm pumped as fuck. I think I've seen bits and pieces of this trailer, but I'm not sure. Oh, really? I've seen a a GIF. That's it. I think I saw a GIF, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Apparently, this is apparently the best trailer. So we'll find out. You want to watch the trailer? Bert's sneaking over (laughs) here. No, no, no. Bert's creeping. Have you seen this? Oh, you already seen this. He wants to see our reaction. Okay, got it. Okay. This is what people pay for, you guys. This is the good stuff. Wait. Where's and the? no sound. Can we get the sound going? Did the sound Lucas, help. Sorry, fellas. It was. It was. It was. You're we, not lying. We do not know what happened. Check the, all the sound settings and stuff. Sound settings. Yeah, just make sure all the sound. Technical diffs. Bear with us, folks. Bear with us. That's up yeah, all the way. That's up all the way. Did something go sleepy? Because yeah, we it were, probably went because the monitor went to sleep. Check another. Check Lucas's cat video. See if that. Meow, 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 meow. Here, let's try this random trailer. Oh, 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 maybe. Oh, that's, that's why. a problem. There's no internet connection. Hmm. <laughs> you don't believe <laughs> I don't that? Believe that. <laughs> I don't believe in no internet. That's a load wait, of bullshit. Wait. Always. Wait, is there really no internet connection? What's going on? That's fantastic. Thanks a lot, Time Warner. Thanks a lot, internet. Look at that. Look at the look at the picture we have right now. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with yeah. right now. <laughs> I know, right? How are we yeah. streaming if there's no internet? I don't know. Adam, hit a uh hit a refresh. Is that's there anything weird. I can turn up over here, Lucas? We lost our internets. Look no, that's that. just for that. Our internets is dead. Oh, yeah. there's it says there's no Wi Fi. Right click on that. Right click on that? Yeah. No, on the sound. Thank you to all of our patrons that are yeah. Which one? Tuning in to where is it? Down, down right there, right there. Guys, this is how live shows work. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> there is no reason. There check another video. Be just, just open a new tab. Yeah. Close that one. Open a new tab. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas just said, "Seriously, I'm going to burn this house down." Is what he just said. <laughs> Let's go to YouTube.fart. Nope. Jeez, there's no Wi-Fi connection down there. YouTube.fart slash com. Connect. Hey. Okay. Okay. Hold. No. Brothers hold. What does that say? I can't see anything. Windows you guys just like tiny assistant. little. I don't want to update. Okay. We're connected to the Wi-Fi now. Okay. Reconnect. Oh. Oh. oh! We got it. We got the noise. We it got the sound. It was the no internet. We got it the, was the no noise. internet. We weren't connected to the pipes. Okay. Does it make we any sense? To the pipes. Here we go. Thank you, Mario, for putting those yeah. pipes together. Oh boy. I like that. We're getting close. You all know the drill. Intercept the convoy. Watch out for cable. Hit it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that guy? There's this kid. He's in trouble. Move or die. 
Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. <laughs> what? But I can't do this alone. We need backup. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. Time to get back on LinkedIn. <laughs> Meet Bedlam. My name is Shatterstar. That's Domino. old school Shatterstar. I'm lucky. Luck isn't a superpower. It's certainly not very cinematic. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's meet in the middle and say no, it isn't. Fuck it. It's showtime. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. What the fuck does it feel? Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to my face go boom. Uh -huh. Fucking hero. You're just Whoa. a clown. Dressed up as a sex toy. So dark. You sure you're not from the DC universe? Bring it on one night, Willie. Ooh! Yeah! <laughs> Your bullets. They're really fast. Last <laughs> <laughs> but not least. Peter. Oh, Any God. power you want to tell us about? I don't, I don't have one. Um, I, I just saw the ad. What? You're in. Yes, Peter! Yes, Peter! Yes! Oh. Peter's gonna be my favorite! <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Holy fuck! <laughs> Peter is definitely <laughs> Peter's definitely like the, the tally of this group. Peter's He's gonna, gonna be the most badass motherfucker so in this entire movie. Funny. That's I have no so great. I saw the ad. <laughs> that, that was the gif I saw. That's Drop great. it down. Fucking amazing. Like a badass motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. With his little tucked in shirt and his khakis on. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was the best fucking trailer. Uh, that man. was the best trailer. It was really and I, funny. And I actually, I actually really liked the, the other trailers too. Yeah. But this one was like, yeah, let's yeah. go to a ten. This felt like yeah. a trailer. This feels like marketing from the first movie, even more so. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. This was really well done. Absolutely, it feels it feels like marketing from the last movie, but also very fresh. Yeah. That last like, joke really worked for the guys in the back. Really, <laughs> really Lucas is dying back there. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lucas. You're in. That's how Lucas would show up to oh. a superhero party. Just with a bottle, just really with a glass of scotch. Yeah, or just like I'm, I, I just want to party. Yeah. I really He's hope. Like, what's the next con? Is it Comic Con? Comic -Con what is it? What is yeah. it like? Yeah, Probably it's, like it's uh, Wonder Con. Wonder Con. Oh, no, Wonder Con no, Pass. That just sorry. happened. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the next con is, I hope to see some dudes that are like that yeah. dressed as Peters with a little yeah. some you know little gut. Yeah. Little mustache, little chub and the tuck. goggles, and the parachute. Yeah. Just walking around. Little stash and tuck. No, a little chub and tuck. Little chub and tuck with the with the belt. A little, yeah. bit, a little bit little of the little, little, little dad bod. Over. Little dad bod. Yeah, a little dad bod. Looking good yeah. with the dad bod. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, great trailer. Super funny. Great jokes. Yeah. Great moment where Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool was going, your bullets are really fast. It's yeah. like, it really comes down to him. Can he still be this character? Can yeah. he still entertain us? And he can. He's mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds is super fucking funny. Yeah. And this is the perfect character for him mm -hmm. and his specific talents mm -hmm. and the special effects in this look dope and yep. finished it was, yeah, like, it was almost like they were holding back on this trailer yeah. until like maybe mm -hmm. some of these effects were done and i just started watching atlanta featuring zazzy beats who plays mm -hmm. domino in this right and right. she is i love her i she's love amazing. zazzy beats okay. she's amazing she's also in kathy ann's movie super that funny sundance really yeah 
Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy for Zazzy Beats, but like Dead, uh, Deadpool making fun of Domino being like, it's not very cinematic. And yeah. then of course her power is the most cinematic. <laughs> yeah. Her luck. Yeah. I can't wait to see that shit. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's, awesome. it's hard to envision luck being a power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I also love the little, the little Jabba Cool it, Thanos. Are you yeah. so dark part of the universe? That's yeah. great. Yeah. All those and then, jabs. And then at the end where he is slicing through the uh, bullet, I think that's from X-Men Origins Wolverine. Ah, I think, oh, yeah. is it really? I think he he like thing. slices through the bullet and it like splits in half. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was okay. an X-Men yeah. Origins. Well, yeah. we're going to have to go back and watch it. Psych said no Psych. one ever. Not going to watch it. What a... What a really like fun, <laughs> impactful trailer. That was really good. I, really I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. That was great. Um, next up. Let's load up the next one. Incredible stool. Incredible Here we go. Stool. Very excited. Uh, Here we go. Also, you know, we are affiliated with Adam Tickets, so if you want to get your tickets, That's click the link down right. in the description. Do it. Get your tickets for Incredible. Do we still have that? D- Deadpool 2 and now. if it's your Deadpool first time, now? right? You yeah. get five dollars off. So get your tickets for five dollars cheaper. Squad, baby. Squad, squad up, baby. Not, S- not squad up, baby, U- but squad. A D squad. Squad Five up. bucks off. You're welcome. You're welcome, Internet. Here we All go. Right. I don't Incredibles think I've two. seen any of this. Pull this, I have, up. Pull this up. I've seen none of this. Put it, Lucas, put it on the. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. Lucas is ready to party. Did you wash your hands with soap? <laughs> Damn. Did you dry them? Damn. <laughs> Is this all vegetables? Who wanted all vegetables? I did. So, are we going to talk about it? What? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Jack Jack? Oh, wow. New job. Oh, wow. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes. And Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? <clears throat> oh, no. Whoa, I like Mom's new job. Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. <laughs> I love it. That's not the way you're supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it this I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? Uh, math is math. Okay, math Dad. is math. Hello? <laughs> hey, honey. How are the kids? Everything's great. Is she having adolescence? And Jack Jack? <laughs> <laughs> He's in excellent health. No! What the? Num Num Cooking! Cooking! No way! Okay, oh that is freaky. Where did he go? You know oh it's crazy, God. right? To help Pop. my family, I gotta leave it. To fix the law, I gotta break it. You've got to, so our kids can have that choice. Thank you, young man. <laughs> yes, that's cool. Combustion imminent? What does that mean? Ah! It means fire, Robert. Wow. The screen slater interrupts this program for an important announcement. Suit up. It might get weird. I'll be there ASAP. Where you going ASAP? You better be back ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. All of oh, that. Oh, shit. Oh, that my great. God. This, you great. know what? That, that trailer made the last 10 years worth wait. 15. Like 15. 15 years yeah. worth of weight. 2004. Right? Jesus. Christ, I'm old. Yeah. So, uh, four, so 14, 14 years yeah. since the last if one. If it took that long to come up with this, like if yeah. Brad Bird now just now felt that 
this is the time to make this, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm all down for it because this <clears> looks amazing. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Incredibles is probably my favorite Pixar, Disney Pixar movie. Absolutely. It, it's, so it so yeah. it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. This is this is one of the sequels that I have literally been wanting since the movie ended. Yep. Uh, yep. Waiting patiently. Patiently yeah. as I'm old yeah. as shit now. Thank you. Shut up, guys. I'm the oldest one here. <laughs> Shut your mouths. So we learn a little bit more about the story. Yeah, it seems bit. like it's about Elastigirl. I thought she was going to be called Mrs. Incredible, maybe because at the end of the last movie, yeah. they were all like the Incredibles right, family. Right, you know, right, we had yeah. Mr. Incredible. They're like reverting back think, to their old uniform. I think that might stuff. play into it. Yeah, Possibly. Maybe. I think yeah. that's going to play into it because she has a different outfit on when she's doing the yes. Elastigirl thing. Right. Yes. Versus but it's going to be like Incredible a very thing. family kind of thing because mm-hmm. that's what the first one was about. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Their family was kind of fractured and not having their identity and then they come together. And I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a moment when she puts on the red and black. Mm-hmm. To become part of the Incredibles yep, exactly, family, exactly. Because we when saw we Dash, yep. we saw Violet mm-hmm. with her with her outfit. Do they have new superhero mm-hmm. names? We don't know yet. Mister Incredible and is there becoming was, like. If you guys notice when when he was on the phone talking to Frozone, mm-hmm. the line they had him say was not what was linked up. Yes, with the there lips, was a lot so of that. Something there was a that lot of that us. happening mm-hmm. in this trailer yeah. Yeah. where lines are being edited sort of out of context. Yeah, exactly. Things are being moved around to make mm-hmm. it trailerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we still get a general inclination of what the story is, but I would right. not be surprised if the writing is completely different because mm-hmm. a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially with Pixar movies, like they take their time. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's mm-hmm. tough to trailerize something and Absolutely. cut it up and have mm-hmm. one-liners, but instead it's like we have to learn what the story is mm-hmm. as it's unfolding and we're learning yeah. about the, you know, what is Elastigirl doing with this Bob Odenkirk voiced mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. where he's like, we have to make supers. We got to put them back on the map right who is this guy what right. is his sort of you know what is his goals yep. feels and very slimy to me but it could be it could be yeah. good it could you know we see maybe the hint of the bad guy at the end with mm-hmm. that quick thing and then the, the screen gr- slayer or whatever yeah the screen saver screen saver it's, it's a play it on that yeah. oh, okay screen okay. slayer but then yeah. we get that great joke which i think is going to be in the movie the Frozone joke. You better mm-hmm. be back ASAP. <laughs> I feel like it's going to... But it was all sort of like... I hope we never see his wife, by the yeah. way. Brad Bird actually did talk about that. That it was like... Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. Just leaving it as it was. It was yeah. like... Yeah. Why, like why do we have to show the character? Yeah, the exactly. Moment works so well without yeah, that's it. That's true. Yeah, that's because they designed her and everything, yeah. but they were like, it's just so funny. It's and so good if you I, don't see her. Yeah. The thing that made me most excited in this trailer is like seeing how... Because here's the here's the hilarious thing is like all these movie studios were doing superheroes movie back in the day and then Pixar was like okay but here's the best one and yeah. then they just did it yeah. with the best action yeah. the best choreography mm-hmm. the best like use of the superpowers s- uh-huh. yeah. we're seeing the same shit in this one when Dash yep. was running through like portals yep. what was that who was cool. doing those portals Jack was that Jack I'm Jack? sure Jack Jack was opening Dude, those portals I cannot wait to see what they do and then right after that like Elastigirl was like using her her elastical body yeah. to slow down Parachute, the train yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I'm just thinking back uh, on all the action sequences in Incredibles 1, mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. they're going to one-up themselves. Oh, absolutely. This is going to yeah. come out, and it's going to be like, oh, shit, superhero movies need to need to do better. They because, need to like, step this, up their game. This is amazing to watch, yeah, so yeah. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. yeah it's going to be probably the most comic book superhero movie we've seen so far. Even better. I, I think they're going to go, like, super just... All, everybody's going to be using their powers to their full extent, yeah. you know, and we're going to see some crazy shit happen. Totally. Plus, yeah. I think because it's a, uh, it's an animated film, it gives them a lot of opportunity exactly. to do basically whatever they want. And a lot of times in movies, when they want to do crazy things like yeah. that, they got to look at it like, well, how realistic is this? Right. You like, know? how much can we push this? Right. How much can we push and, it to yeah. make it f- before it falls apart? And the audience is like, nah. And mm-hmm. even in the world of comic books, you have to look at, well, how can we 
like describe what we're trying to describe mm-hmm. in a still static right, image. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Animation is a different medium entirely. Absolutely. And if yeah. anybody knows how to use animation to its full mm-hmm. potential, it's Pixar Studios. So and like Mr. Brad fucking Mr. Bird. Brad, oh, uh, that shit's gonna be dope. Come on. Uh, Eric Portney brought up a good point regarding the Deadpool trailer. Y'all noticed that one eye Willie joke reference to the Goonies. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you're right. Which Josh Brolin was in as yeah. a young man. Oh, I get da, it. Da, 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 da. That's great. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. great. All Nicely right, done. Right. Nicely done. Good catch. Cool. Good catch, patrons. We did it. You flipping through those comments? Yeah, great I comments in the chat, guys. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this early sneak peek of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. everybody's getting to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're super close. You know, once yeah. we hit that $1,500 $1, goal, it'll unlock the show live for everybody to watch every single Thursday night. Uh, until then, we're going to enjoy hanging out here with uh, with our friends here on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, having a good old time and uh, hanging out with you guys. Okay, so this is new to me. Do we call them patrons or do we call them Patreons? Patrons. Or we can just call them thumpers because that's what they are. You know what? Somebody threw the term hyper homies at me and I'm just going to start using hyper homies from now that's on. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. Y'all are sorry, Zach. Home. We're changing. Yeah, it. sorry, Zach. Bye. We're calling them hyper homies. I mean, they could be thumpers also, but also yeah. hyper homies. But hyper for homies our show dope. specifically, y'all are yeah. hyper homies. I so. like that a lot, actually. Yeah. So let's just change that cool. the intro homies. for the hyper homies. Perfect. Uh, Anna Berg <laughs> was saying uh, that she's actually never seen Terminator, but it's on her to do list. Anna Berg, get on it. Anna Berg is dope, by the way. Yeah. She's uh, yeah, she's great. she's great person to have along. Yeah. On super, this, on super, this. super uh, supporter of yeah, everything absolutely. that we're doing here at Hyper. Um, but yeah, Terminator is a really the first two movies are so different from one another. The first movie really so is good. a thriller horror movie. Yeah. The mm-hmm. second one is a full blown sci fi action mm-hmm. adventure. It's mm-hmm. awesome. But they work so well. They yeah. complement yeah. each other so yeah. incredibly yeah. well. The first one, super low budget movie. Um, and then the second one, obviously, because of the sex success of the first, mm-hmm. like elevated to a ten. Yeah. Get a it's group, pop some popcorn, watch Terminator One, and then like mm-hmm. a week later, watch Terminator Two: Judgment yeah. Day. But they like, are fantastic. If you can, maybe like watch it outside or go to go to a drive through, drive in, <laughs> like yeah. a drive in yeah. movie, because that's them. how you gotta kind of see it. Like yeah. maybe kind of lo-fi, yeah. not necessarily like the best lighting conditions. Yeah. Just I mean that first like, one, it's shot so dark. That yeah, like, yeah. Why not? Yeah, it kind of just, you know, gives you a little vibe of like yeah. the time that it came out and kind of like the vibe that they wanted you to see it. I in. loved uh, going to the theater with Cameron. We went to go see Terminator 2 3D. Mm-hmm. It was I really, really good looking. The mm-hmm. only, my only personal sort of gripe with it was like, Laid on us. man, y'all really removed the grain out of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you true. really, you went, you went kind of full ham on that. It get, did it get kind of glossy? Kind of. It, fe- it feels a little glossy. Yeah. yeah it's nah. got a little bit of that clay face mm. looking thing. Uh, but you know, but the movie <laughs> you know. itself in terms of this quality and the 3d was really good. Okay. Hey guys, when I order that UK Blu-ray, mm-hmm. I'll let you know so you can come over it. and we can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. watch it. And we can see it again in 3d. It's oh, yeah. very good. It, I really like the 3d. It was really good. Yeah. That's the thing. James Cameron is one of those directors who really understands visual effects. He really Turns out he knows, he knows 3D. Turns out. <laughs> Who would have thought? Looked he looked very proud. Mm-hmm. Very he proud did. of that. <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you so much for joining us. Everyone on Patreon, our hyper homies. All thank you for joining homies. us live. We'll be back obviously next week. If you want to become a patron or a hyper homie, you can do so. Check out the link below, patreon.com slash hyperrpg. We're so close to hitting so many of our goals. And, you know, again, we just crossed our Comic-Con goal, which is huge for yeah, us. Yeah. We're super excited to be uh, going to Comic-Con this year and bring a bunch of coverage. It's going to be it a up. good year. We're going to tear it up it's with gonna the be coverage. Good. Yeah. Zach yeah. and I are talking about we're hoping to do a lot of live streams from the con, uh, yeah. bring you guys a lot of really cool behind-the-scenes access yeah. of, like, 
how we get around Comic-Con, what we cover, how Mm -hmm. we cover Mm -hmm. it. It'll be a lot of fun. So make Mm -hmm. sure you guys stay tuned for that. And of course, every single week, make sure you guys are checking out everything we're doing here on Hyper RPG. Hector, in the meantime, where can everybody find you? You can find me on the internet at Hector is Funny. Tune in to our live stream thing happening this Saturday night at 10, 11 a.m. Saturday night at 11 a.m. Saturday (laughs) morning (laughs) at 11 a.m. And uh, also look out for the 500 Greatest Films podcast. We just put out an episode with our buddy Scott Rubin, Keller Mm -hmm. and I, Mm -hmm. where we talk about the original movie, The Wicker Man. And then coming out on Monday, we have an uh, an episode about the movie, The Fountain. I haven't seen The Fountain yet. Have you seen it? Uh, The Fountain is bonkers i love yeah, that i think i've only yeah. seen a little piece of it I'm it gonna, is so good yeah. it is so good i love i just that remember movie. the trailers being really out there really yeah out there. like super out i there. highly actually highly recommend it so we we rewatch it talk about it that's coming out on monday 500 mm-hmm. greatest mm-hmm. films or mm-hmm. on twitter at 500 gf podcast mm-hmm. augustine you can find me at l underscore santo taco that's it. I don't have so any, I don't have any cool shit. That's it. To the point. Yeah, that's it. You can just find me on all socials under Adam Havik. Thank you guys again so much for watching. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.